0: Hey, how's everybody doing and welcome back to 125 Unfiltered episode 57 and it is officially 2022 and I'm here to bring you guys my first episode of the year talking about the college football playoff semifinals. I wish you guys a happy new year and hope you guys had a very happy holidays, spending some good time with the family. I know a break away from school or work, whatever it was, is probably very nice for everyone. I was actually doing a little bit of traveling for about a week and a half and now I'm back in the studio aka just a room in my house gonna talk some sports so let's just get right into it so for the first game of the college football playoff semifinals on new year's eve it was alabama versus cincinnati alabama took home the win 27 to 6. not a very close game was competitive in the first half but man that bama defense was rolling but to start with their offense bryce young had a pretty good game 17 of 28, 181 yards. Three touchdowns did have an interception, but it did not cost him. Made some very good throws throughout the game to, you know, control the game, be a bit of a game manager as this man, Brian Robinson, was doing his thing on the ground. 26 carries, 204 yards, averaging about 8 yards a carry. Huge for Bama's offense. I know he was out for a bit with an injury, but his presence was felt as Cincinnati's front seven had no answer for Alabama's offensive line and Brian Robinson. And then on the other side of the ball, holding Desmond Ritter and the crew to six points, but they sacked Ritter six times. Will Anderson, uh, I believe one defensive player in the country, can't remember what what the award is called, but he had two of those sacks on Ritter and kept him very inefficient for most of the day. Ritter had 17 completions. 144 yards that's out of 17 for 32, that is 144 yards. Jerome Ford, their their running back, only had seventy-seven yards, fifteen carries. This is a running back who ran for over twelve hundred yards heading into the game. So Alabama really neutralized Cincinnati's offense, aside from the first drive where they got in the red zone. Cincinnati really couldn't get much going. And that is largely in part due to Alabama's pressure that they put on Desmond Ritter. Now, for some key takeaways, just uh, uh, those are the broad stats. First big takeaway for me Cincinnati couldn't stop the run from the start of the game whatsoever. Brian Robinson was cranking out runs that were 8 to 12 yards all the time. And that Alabama front line, you got to give them a lot of credit. Because this Cincinnati defense, they have some pretty good edge rushers, some good talent on that defensive line. But Robinson was getting everything he wanted. This made the game a lot easier for Bryce Young. And when he needed to make a big throw, he made that big throw to Brooks at the end of the first half to go up 17-3. Because even though Bam was moving the ball on offense, before that two-minute drill drive, they were only up 10-3. to I thought Cincinnati's defense did a pretty good job. We know they have very talented corners. Kobe Bryant, the recipient of the Jim Thorpe Award, which is best cornerback in the country. Gardner, another very good corner. They have very good guys in their secondary. And I thought that they, you know, controlled uh, a Jameson Williams very well. He only had seven catches for 62 yards. But at the end of the day, When you're going up against a big physical team like Alabama, stopping the run is so important, and Cincinnati was unable to do that. On the other side, as I said, Bama defense... Gave Desmond Ritter fits all game long. He looked uncomfortable in the pocket. He was missing throws. He was getting passes batted down. Cincinnati had a good game plan. You know, trying to run the ball to start the game. Quick throws for Ritter. Not to get him into second, third, and long scenarios. But these defensive linemen and rushers for Alabama were watching Ritter's eyes. Saw the quick passes coming. Got a lot of batted passes. And that really... Put him in an uncomfortable spot for most of the game. Could not get the deep ball going. They weren't able to take many shots. I thought Nick Saban's game plan for both sides of the ball was absolutely fantastic. And yet again, he showed why Alabama is a juggernaut in college football. And they are a force to be reckoned with as they go to yet another title game. Will Anderson. This was really the first game I I saw him play specifically. He's a monster, and he's going to be a huge X-back factor in this title game. He can get to the quarterback. He's a tackling machine. He, I believe he had 32.5 tackles for loss heading into the game, which was an Alabama record by like 10 tackles for loss. An, an incredible athlete, great instincts, and man, he can get to the quarterback. Just an amazing talent on the defensive side of the ball for Nick Saban. And I hope Georgia preps for him because Will Anderson is one of the best players in the country. Another thing this Bama defense did well was stopping the run. Again, Jerome Ford, over 1,200 yards on the season heading into this game. He only had 15 carries, is still a decent amount. But to start the game specifically, they could not really get a lot of big runs going. Ford had a small injury, but was able to come back into the game. But a big part of Cincinnati's offense, it seemed, was establishing the run, then getting your play action set up for Ritter. And by not letting Ford get going early and establishing the uh, the trenches up front with their defensive line, Ford was neutralized for that first half. And for most of the second half, because after the field goal to start the second half for the Bearcats, they did not get another point on the board. And then just to conclude it all, everyone's going to say, what if Notre Dame was in it? What if Ohio State was in it? Cincinnati deserved to be in this game. We've seen Alabama blow out power five teams on the national stage so many times in years past. Happened to Notre Dame last year. They lost 31 to 14. Cincinnati actually looked pretty competitive in that first half until Bryce Young hit Brooks for that 44-yard touchdown or however long it was in in that range. They deserve to be in this game. They showed their talent. I thought their their secondary was very good. Again, Bryce Young only had 181 yards. They did pick him off as well. This is a very good Cincinnati team. I don't want to hear anyone say that they did not deserve to be in it because they were undefeated. They have NFL talent on both sides of the ball. Desmond Ritter is likely going to be a first-round selection. And they, they should be proud of the season they had. They they proved that a group of five team can hang with the best. I know they lost by 21, but this game was a lot closer than I think the score represented. It got a little bit carried away in the fourth, but especially that first half. This defense hung in there, and if the offense was just able to convert on more opportunities, not make as many mistakes, could have been a lot closer. And also, the talent level, the size level, the athleticism of Alabama it's just a lot for a team like cincinnati. So all in all, I actually thought this was a decent game. I think the second half got a little boring, wasn't much going on in the thir- in the third quarter. But that first half, you could see that, you know, cincinnati was a good team. And I think that's what matters. But obviously, alabama moving on and they're going to be playing the winner of michigan and georgia and obviously georgia stomping the wolverines 34 to 11 an absolute for me a bit of a shocker because i thought this michigan team was coming in on such a high and that they were going to come out guns a blazing and really make this a close game but it was the exact opposite stetson bennett had one of the best games of his career 20 of 30 or sorry 313 yards three touchdowns no turnovers the team ran for 190 yards by committee, and what really impressed me with Georgia offensively, I thought they were going to come out that first drive, run it with Zamir White a lot, run it with Cook a lot, not really get Bennett involved to start, They just to control the game. They did the exact opposite. They had Bennett be aggressive, looking for Bowers, the tight end on a few looks, and I thought Stetson Bennett was fantastic on that first drive and really gave himself confidence to start this game out against a very talented Wolverines defense. Gotta credit the offensive coordinator for Georgia because the game plan to start off throwing the ball with quick passes and then that nice tight end pass down the seam. Uh, There's a tight end screen to Bowers again. I thought the play calling was fantastic and it gave Bennett all the confidence to make the throws that he made later on in the game because he was near flawless. And he's had to silence a lot of critics. He had that pick six in the SEC title game against Alabama. He was my one question mark with this Georgia team. I knew their defense was legit. I knew they could run the football. But the question was Stetson Bennett. And he silenced everyone, including me. But he still obviously has one more test to go. But I was extremely impressed with his play. On the Michigan side... Cade McNamara was 11 of 19, 106 yards, two interceptions. Absolutely not his best games by any means. But the big thing for me, Hassan Haskins only had nine carries for 39 yards. Michigan also had three turnovers, those three occurring on consecutive drives, which really killed any sort of chance of a comeback uh, at the end of the first half to the start of the second half. This Georgia defense... Just like the Bama defense was on a whole nother level. The big guy, Jordan Davis, in the middle, 6'6, 340, just absolutely clogging up the run. Not allowing Michigan to get any good looks up the middle. Nakobe Dean, linebacker, believe he won the butt kiss award. He was fantastic. Again, this is I didn't watch much SEC football this year, so this was my first look at, at a lot of these guys, And man, N'Kobe Dean is an absolute monster at the linebacker spot. He, he's not, you know he's a very, I wouldn't say different player from Will Anderson, but their impacts are different. And I thought Dean, just like Anderson, had a fantastic game. This Georgia defensive line, they have depth, they're strong, they're fast, they are so athletic, and they stopped Michigan's offense from the very start of the game. They did not allow them to set up their run, which did not allow the play action to get set up, and once Michigan got behind 14 points, 17 points, their game plan slipped out from under them. They don't, they're do not they not a team that's meant to be playing from behind, where McNamara is going to have to throw the ball 30, 40 times a game. That's not who they are. They are a ground-and-pound team who's going to beat you with physicality up front. They had the best offensive line in football. Clearly, that the Georgia defensive line did not care about that award they got. And they got beat in the trenches. And then on the other side, Aiden Hutchinson did not hear his name a lot last night. David Ojabo, same thing. Stetson Bennett was not under pressure for a lot of the night. When he was, he was smart and escaped with his legs. Really showed a bit of his athleticism. And that's the difference in the game right there. The battle in the trenches. Along with quarterback play. Because my thought heading into this game was which quarterback is going to make the least amount of mistakes. And it was Bennett. But it turns out that's not what he needed to win the game. It was which quarterback made the most plays. And that again was Stetson Bennett. And he's got one final test coming up. Can Georgia finally get over the hump against Alabama? They really gave their fans a lot of encouragement for why they can. Because that young man, if he continues playing the way he he did against Michigan, against that Alabama defense, with a very thin secondary dealing with injuries, Georgia can take it home. And with their defense up front and their defensive line being as physical and big as they are, if that defensive line can stop Brian Robinson, put pressure on Bryce Young because... Four bit there in that first half against Cincinnati. Bryce Young was missing throws. He did not look comfortable. Surely Georgia can take a bit of the bit away from the film of that game against Cincinnati to see what they did well, because there were a few drives where Bryce Young wasn't on his A game. Georgia can absolutely win this rematch, and I would like them to. Obviously, I'm kind of you know we're all kind of sick of Alabama winning it all. Would love for Georgia to get one. But unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm going to pick Alabama to beat Georgia in the title game. I just think that Bryce Young, Brian Robinson, Jameson Williams, even with no Mechie, this offense is too talented and it could be a repeat of what happened with their offense kind of exploding on the Georgia defense and their defense forcing Stetson Bennett to to make a mistake. I don't want to doubt Bennett anymore because he definitely proved me wrong. But still, if I'm going for him or Bryce Young, Bryce Young's the Heisman. He's proven all year, in big moments, he's going to shine the brightest. He did against Auburn. He played poorly against Auburn. He was so bad against Auburn. But with 97 yards to go, down 10-3, to three, with absolutely nothing going the entire game, he constructed a drive in under two minutes to get... Alabama in the end zone to eventually win in four overtimes. That's a winner right there. And then Nick Saban versus Kirby Smart. We've seen this matchup play out before. With, I believe, three years ago with uh, Tua Tagovailoa subbing in for Jalen Hurts, throwing the game-winning pass to Devontae Smith. I know George is going to, they fans, y'all have been here before. And again, you're going to need a big lead, in my opinion, to really have a shot at winning this game because if the game is tight, Bryce Young is going to take it away. Now my X factors for these games. On Alabama's side, it's Will Anderson. How uncomfortable can he make sets in Bennett? How many times can he get to the quarterback? Will he force any turnovers from Bennett? Because he is a bit turnover prone, as we've seen. I mean, it happened two games ago against Alabama, through a pick six, had two picks total for the game. And then on the other side, for me, it's going to be uh, Nakobe Dean what impact can he have stopping Alabama's run game with Jordan Davis and the rest of the crew there I think both secondaries are going to give up big pass plays I think it's going to happen but which defense for me can one get to the quarterback first and fast and which defense can stop the run best Zamir White had 54 yards he was pretty decent but they didn't need him to run for that much They might need him to run a lot better than he just did. James Cook, who I learned is the the brother of Dalvin Cook, which is pretty cool. I thought he was fantastic, very explosive. How can they utilize him? They have McIntosh, so they have three good running backs in that backfield. How are they going to be used alongside Bennett to really control the game and run the football on this Alabama defense that is playing very, very well right now? So that's going to be my prediction for now. I'm going to take Alabama. Don't really know what the spread is yet, but for a straight-up pick 'em, roll tide, I think Alabama is going to win another national championship and one which would be back-to-back titles. But do not count Georgia out because these Bulldogs are legit, and they are going to be looking for revenge. But if you're going to, Georgia fans, keep an eye out for Stetson Bennett. Because he's the guy. He's going to take it away from you. He's going to lose the game. Or he's going to go out and make big time plays like he did against Michigan. And you're finally going to get over the Alabama hump. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Just wanted to talk about the college football games from yesterday. I watched all of them uh, through in, throughout. Really enjoyed uh, watching some good college football. Uh, I mean, obviously... We don't really need to talk about the Tar Heels game against South Carolina. We lost by seventeen. Duke's Mayo Yeah, we 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 know what happened. Not a great end to the season for us. But just covering the national games, really watching these top top players who can be going to the NFL draft. It's fun. We all we all watch it. Hopefully. Uh, Definitely, uh, if you guys are listening, let me know. Reach out to me uh, on your thoughts of the game, who you think is going to win the Alabama game. I obviously Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I've never really shouted out my social media like that. But if you guys are listening, I'm sure you follow me on some of those platforms. So definitely let me know who you have, Alabama or Georgia. But with that being said, thank you so much for listening to 125 Unfiltered, and I'll talk to you next time.